Welcome back to Podcast 51, your Central Michigan life home to all that is creepy and weird. My name is Tom Delore. And I'm Amir Bankson. And this week we're going to be talking about the lost cosmonaut theory. Um, just a general content warning about this podcast. We like to cover stuff for entertainment purposes solely. Um, just because we cover something doesn't mean it's true. Just means that it's interesting. We think, and maybe you'll find it interesting too. And especially, this can be important this week because this is actual conspiracy theory. You know, previous week we talked about the Dog Man or Japanese Suicide Forest, but uh, this week is a genuine conspiracy theory. So all this stuff is alleged. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. So I, don't, I, don't, I mentioned allegedly a few times, just so you know, this is all alleged. None of this is confirmed. It's just a theory. I'm gonna say allegedly one more time. Allegedly. Allegedly, this is an episode of Podcast Fifty One. It might not even be. So the theory, you, you ready? The theory. The theory is that Yuri Gag. I'm gonna also apologize that my Russian pronunciations are gonna be terrible. Which is terrible. Um, the theory Yuri Gagarin was not the first man in space, just the first publicized one. And so some basics of this is that Russian or Soviet officials um, have never really acknowledged this theory, or or they've always denied claims that it is real. Um, the theory states that the Soviet Union launched at least two manned flights before uh, before Gagarin's death or before Gagarin's flight, and at least two men died in these attempts. Um, and then Vladimir Ilyushin is a Soviet cosmonaut, and he's believed to have landed off course. He um, was believed to have been launched before Gagarin, but coming back into reentry, he's believed to have gone off course and landed in China, where he was detained. By the way, real fast, just in case everyone knows. Actually, a dog was the first. Oh, uh, Leica? Yeah. I, men- I mentioned Leica in here. Anim- Ooh, shout out to the dog. Briefly. Shout out to my dog folks out there. So, oh yeah, all this information, the, the theory is that none of it's public because this information was held because they don't have bad PR, especially during the Cold War when they're trying to, you know, beat the U.S. at everything. Um, but the evidence, which we'll go into some of the main pieces of evidence, is generally regarded as inconclusive. Um and this is coming from lots of people, including James Oberg, who's an American journalist who has put a lot of research into Soviet space disasters and generally also found this is inconclusive. So let's get into the evidence. Um, I'm going to hit you with a few things, and we can maybe for some of these I'll ask you what, how true do you think they are based on you know our good old rating system. All right, zero to five, ten, four hats. Mm-hmm. Zero mean it's guaranteed not true, and five meaning it probably happened. All right, let's let's get into it. So the it first one. It probably happened. What? It probably happened. Why is your voice getting so high? Just saying, it probably happened. Okay, I don't believe you. It probably happened. Okay, the first piece of information is the Czech information leak. So in December of 1959, an alleged high-ranking Czech communist leaked information about many unofficial space attempts. Um, Alexei Ladovsky was allegedly launched in a, inside a converted R-5A rocket. Um, Andrei Mitkov, Sergei Shaborin, and Maria Gromova were other cosmonauts who allegedly died under similar circumstances. Um, because Alexei Ladovsky, he was launched in that rocket, but it was a failure. Uh, also in December of 1959, an Italian news agency repeated claims on a bunch of cosmonaut deaths on suborbital flights, which have... Uh, which which were revealed by that high-ranking Czech official. Um, and they used the same names as uh, the Czech official, but they were all misspelled, which I thought was weird. I mean, first off, I'm not going to lie. When you said Czech, I thought you meant like they sent a, like an actual Czech up there. Uh, no, like well, they were Czechoslovakia at that point. Oh, I thought they were sending money up there. No. 
Like, they're like, you know, I got to get these so. checks out of here, dog. Got to pay the aliens. The government's on me. America's <laughs> on us. We got to get these some money out of here. Right to space. Okay, so that's the first piece. The check information leak. How true do you think that this information is that this alleged high-ranking Czech communist? Well, released? okay. I'm going to give it uh, this is a, oh, I'll give it a two. Because first off, the only reason I'm doubting it is because they got the names wrong. On the second, like the second yeah. sheet, which I, I thought maybe you know how like when people come to America, uh, immigrants America. and foreign, uh, foreign people when they come to America, they change their names sometimes and Americanize them, or at least they did during like the nineteen thirties and forties and fifties and all that time when with Ellis Island and all that, they, they Americanized their names. I thought maybe because it was published in an Italian news agency um, paper or whatever that maybe it was an Italianization of the names, but I wasn't really sure. Uh. Like Italian, wait, what do you mean? Like, like they just changed the names to make them more understandable to Italian. Because it wasn't like they were wrong. It was just their names were just spelled differently. They would be pronounced pretty much the same. Uh, I mean, I can. There's or someone, or the guy's like, this is how this is how what I heard. And then he goes to tell them, and he's like, I don't know how I spelled it the first time. Going to spell it differently because I don't remember. And so it just was made up. Well, first off, that would be terrible because, like, they're people, too. Yeah. You could, could remember their names. If I would want real. my name to be remembered. See, yeah, if you died in a space-related disaster. By the way, side note, there's a guy that I know who never calls me my name. He always gets it wrong, and he calls me Avery. Avery? And it really hurts sometimes. That's not even close. I know, and it hurts. Do you correct him? So I, uh, No. What do you want me to say? He's always quick. It's always a quick conversation. I'm letting you know <laughs> hey, now. That's not my name. <laughs> it breaks my heart. And he's always gone before I can say, hey, man, it's not Avery. <laughs> and like, so I feel for them. Yeah. Well, they're dead if they're real. Well, like I said, I feel for even, you can feel for dead people. I feel okay. for them because we're both in the struggle of people getting our names wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people call me Amir or Amir, and it really hurts. Well, how do you pronounce your name? There's, it's like E, like it's a clear so you say E there. Emir? Yes. Yeah, I think I say Amir as well. And you, you know? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I think that one's off because I'm pretty sure you called me Tom earlier. <laughs> Look, let's not get into this, Tommy. Uh, that's Tommy with an I, by the way. Nope. Uh, so let's not get into this. But Why don't you talk about the the, the theory? How real? How real do you think this is? This theory is not good. Um, the theory actually, as like a the, whole okay. just the It's not the whole theory. No, okay, I'll give All this right, one. We're the podcast I, right now. Okay. It's bad. Uh, yeah, see you, everybody. Bye. No, uh, I'm going to give it a three. Okay, actually, so that's, I'm that's gonna more likely than not. Because, like, I could see this happening. Like, okay, they can't just send the – they send the dog up there. Mm-hmm. Then you send the guy up there. You're not going to just get it right off the first go. Like, let's be honest here. Like, you never get it right off, especially something that's, like, sophisticated – and important, if I had a tie on, I'd move it a little bit. That's sophisticated. Oh, I have glasses. Yeah, this was two years after Leica. So they know that they could send live stuff yeah, into space and it would survive for some time. But you can't send people. Well, I mean, dogs are people too, but you can't send people up there. So I think they probably would get it messed up the first time. That's why they might be right. So you can't, how would you give it a three? I'd give it a three. Okay, that's more likely than not. Yes. Um, some other stuff in 1959. Um, space theoretician... I think that's how you pronounce that. 
Herman Oberth claimed that a pilot had died in a suborbital ballistic flight early in 1958, but there's really no source for this at all. You don't have to write that one because that one's just like... Yeah, no, there's no source. Um, then we go to Robert Heinlein. Heinlein? Heinlein? I'm not really sure. Um, in 1960, this sci-fi author, Robert Heinlein, I'm going to just say that for the rest of the time so it's consistent, wrote an article detailing an encounter he had with Red Army cadets where they allegedly told him that the Soviet Union had launched a man into orbit that day, but this was later denied by other officials. Um, Heinlein believed that Korabel Sputnik 1 was supposed to have an orbital launch that was unmanned but had experienced a faulty landing which made recovery impossible. Um, Yuri Gagarin um, said that rumors like this were likely a result of the first two Vostok missions because in these um, these missions, these flights, they equipped the spacecrafts with dummies um, and then had human voice recordings in there um, to test that their radios would work. Um, and then in, in the United States in February 1962, so two years after um, Robert Heinlein said all this stuff, um, there's a press conference held. Colonel Barney Oldfield revealed <laughs> that an unmanned space capsule had been orbiting the Earth for two years, um, saying that this was Corable or Corable, um Sputnik 1, which launched a year before Gagarin went. And also, I think some pieces of that, uh, of of it, when it came back down, landed in um, um, Wisconsin. Is the name O'Barner or O'Burner? Oh, what? The guy's name. From Barney the- Oldfield. Ah. Uh, and then also there's Herman Oberth, who's a, a space theoretician. Too many, he, there's too many O's in this. I'm going to give this a two. As, uh, in that one? Way too many O's. In the Robert Heinlein story? Yeah, there's way too many O's involved. And also, he's a sci-fi writer. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. So I I'm going like, to bump mm, that down fishy. to a one after, actually. I thought about that, There's too. way too many o- people with O's in their names involved. He's in like, the, Ru- the, Rus- the Soviet Union set people into space, just like in my new book. Go read it. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> On <literally>. Amazon. He's <laughs> like, Audible. by the way, I'm not, you know, telling people to read my book, but read my book, you know. Is it like okay. some good promotion? Are these names in the book, or I don't know. are these this, people who've actually? There done was no stuff. actual mention of a book. I just said that he was a sci-fi author. Oh, but were these people like names who he threw out there? He didn't throw out any names. Oh, so these are actual people. Like, there's an actual guy named Barney Oldfield. Yeah, that that really happened. Oh. That's a real event that happened. All right, shout out to the Barney. press conference in the United States. That yeah. was real. Well, the yeah. alleged thing is that. Um, is the whole Robert Heinlein story where he's like, I met with the Red Army cadets and they said that they launched a thing into space and they're like, no, we didn't. What? Hold on. Ba- Wait, what? Hold on. So he said he met with the Red Army. Yeah, so Soviet Union cadets. That's so easy to do, by the way. You can just walk up to him and be like, hey, man. Well, here's my thing. Let's talk about top secret stuff real quick. Well, it's, maybe it was public. I think they said that this might be a later one, though. They said that there were actually camera crews and stuff on the way, but then when it was failed, they're like, "Oh, nothing. Not, we're not doing anything anymore. Don't get out of here." So then they were like, "It didn't happen." The thing about this was that this guy said he talked to them, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're launching it," and then they're like, "Oh no, we're not launching it." Um, but then also two years later, Colonel Barney Oldfield said that there had been an unmanned space thing um, in or an unmanned spacecraft in the orbit um, and said that was the same thing that Robert Heinlein said. So one of them is, so either he, he's, he is, so maybe Barney Oldfield was lying or the other officials were lying to Robert Heinlein. And they're like, oh, we didn't do that. 
Why would how, okay? How does Robert know? How does how, I don't know? He said that what is it? he just yeah he, he had an encounter. I just said he had an encounter with the Army cadets, and he was like, "How about that space race?" Yeah, like <laughs> I can't just go up to like someone in the CIA and be like, "Hey, like, how about those you know secret s- stuff you're doing?" What's I'm saying? Maybe it was public and then semi-public, and then there didn't happen anymore, so they just covered it up. And they're but like, then, "No, it didn't happen at all." Like, how would he have an encounter with them? Like, did he just run up on him at a like a Russian McDonald's? Like, yo, what's up, man? I got something to talk to you. I about. have no idea. I wasn't there. <laughs> like, hey, Russia, I got something to say. And then, like, you know, you think that they go to McDonald's? No, everybody in the Soviet Union went to Red Robin. You're the worst. <laughs> Honestly, that's not even a good pun. <laughs> what's that? And they all stay at the Red Roof Inn, or whatever. You just stop, dude. Stop while you're ahead, because it's not good. But. Yeah, no, I don't know how. First off, there is red in the arches, so they might go to McDonald's. No, well, is in the arches. The arches are golden. The, the arches are arches. gold, but there's this there's red under that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no. What do you have to say about this theory? It's okay. And not I'm, about McDonald's. <laughs> shout out to them though. Sponsor me. No, <laughs> uh, they. I'm gonna give this a one because I don't. I haven't. I don't get it. I don't understand him running up. I know. I'm saying I don't. But I don't understand him running up and just being like, hey, let's talk about this, like, super important, like, space thing. Even though, Mm -hmm. especially how it was back then as a person who was there during the Cold War. Mm -hmm. Like, come on now. Like, there was no connections at all. And they're not going to just, that's an ace in the, there was a space race. They were keeping everything low key. Literally. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's an ace in the hole. You're not going to be like, it seems hey. Maybe if they didn't do it then, they did it at another point because, you know, Barney Oldfield said that there was an, an unmanned space capsule orbiting the Earth for two years, which would go back to when Robert Heinlein supposedly talked to these Soviets. So maybe that encounter super fuzzy, but then it actually happened. They did launch something a couple of days later or something like that. You want to know what I really think? Yeah. Give it all to me. There's say? a 100% chance. Do you think they're going to let him survive and go and tell the story about this? Who are you talking about, Robert Heinlein? Yes. You think the Russian government in 1960. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it wasn't a secret. Maybe it wasn't a secret after all. It, was, it had it, to be I'm the saying secret. I'm saying maybe it was a secret once it failed. But once it was it was public when they thought it was going to be successful. And then it failed and they're like, then now know, it's a secret. You want to know why I'm going to say no to that? Okay. Because why you would they no. want... Americans would be like, oh, look at these failures over here. They can't even get a, you know, a, a, a spaceship an inch away from the atmosphere. Well, that's what I'm saying. When they thought it was going to be successful, Lamos. that's when it was not a secret. And then when it was a failure, then then they're like, nobody talk about this. It's an embarrassment. But then he got out and talked about it, so I feel like he wouldn't have well, that's made the thing. it. The other officials denied that it happened, though. They're like, nah, nah, what, are they, what were they talking about? But when so There's it, two sets of officials... Saying two different things, so maybe those first guys had no idea what was going on. All right, sure. Maybe those first guys are terrible at their jobs and they, don't know what's going on. Possible. And let's a random reporter comes up and be like, "Hey, man." Sci-fi author. I'm so, oh, sorry. Let me not. Come on, give him his. Let me not get him angry. Yeah, let me not. He might come up and swing on me somehow. You're still giving him to one. That's fine. Yeah, he might give me an encounter somehow and write about it a few years later. I think that part is fuzzy, but I I think that the Barney Oldfield thing where he's saying that there has been something going on, that's I think that's more believable because that was in the United States. Why would they lie? Where would they get that information if it wasn't true? Sources. Robert Heinlein. 
That was their source. Mm. Okay, Terrible so source. you give it a one, one to four. One. Okay, so let's move on then to the Tor- Tory Burt recordings, or Torbert, I'm not really sure. The, and this follows the Judica Cor- Cordiglia um, brothers, who were two amateur radio operators who made audio recordings at this place, Tor- Torbert, um, which was a site um, where there was an abandoned German bunker. Um, they used scavenged and improvised equipment and allegedly monitored Soviet transmissions from various Soviet space programs successfully. Um, they successfully intercepted signals from the Leica launch, for instance. You were just talking about Leica earlier. Um, Leica. And so in November of 1960, they claimed to have made recordings that disproved that Yuri Gagarin was the actual first man in space because they allegedly received an SOS message in Morse code um, and then they used the Doppler effect on it to deduce that the spacecraft or that it was coming from a spacecraft that was not orbiting Earth but traveling further and further away. And then just two days later, the Soviets announced that they put they had put an unmanned spacecraft into orbit that had disintegrated. That's a fact. That last part's a fact, I believe. Fact. But the, the whole uh, Judica Cordiglia brothers is uh, – who knows? Um, they also successfully in- interpreted um, signals from the Gagarin flight. In May of 1961, they claimed to have recorded a female voice which, which um, said, It is very hot and I see flame before asking if the ship is going to be destroyed. And the message was cut off at that point, so I think it was destroyed. Um, Their intercepting of these transmissions ended in 1965 when a Moscow government radio station entirely denied their brothers' claims. And this is believed to to have been an attempt at censoring them because they were releasing secrets. Um, Their recordings have come under fire, though, because they recorded their transcripts showing that none of the cosmonauts followed standard communication protocol as well as using improper grammar and disjointed sentences, which I don't think necessarily disproves them. Um, but they they said that it might just say that the cosmonauts were not as highly trained as the Soviets would want you to believe. Um, because if they were, they would be following proper protocol and be educated. There's also some physics issues um, with their recordings, meaning that they, they, they recorded certain events happening, um, like launches, that would have been... Uh, or things reaching orbit or leaving orbit, which would have been impossible for those spacecrafts to do. Um, so there's some f- there's some contention there. But what do you think about the Judica Cordiglia brothers? Is their recording of it? Are their recordings true? Is there a recording of them of the woman? Yes. Uh, I th- I actually I might have listened to it, um, but it was in Russian, so I don't know how true it is though. I mean, if there's a recording of it, we could see from there. If there's not, then I don't know what to give this one. It's probably a no, to be honest with you. It's probably a a O, a zero. Another thing with the Leica thing is that they um they heard they heard Leica and they heard this dog was launched into space and then they got a veterinarian because they had um Leica set up to a heart rate monitor or something like that. And they had a veterinarian come, and they were like, "Yeah, that's a dog. That's a that's definitely a dog." And so, what's interesting is that if they if if I don't know if it is fact, I, I thought it was presented in a way on the where I was getting my information that it seemed like it was, um, and the way that they successfully interpreted signals from the Leica launch and from the Gagarin launch, then the other stuff is the stuff that's more contentious then because that's not stuff that's confirmed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I. I I kind of which think. W- which I don't know when they Fake said that news. they got these recordings then because 
maybe they were like they some like the Lycalon champion and then and then it was announced and they're like, Yeah, we recorded that. But they, they didn't say it beforehand. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell you, Tom, this sounds like a whole lot of fake news. No. Whole lot of fake news. You think news. the Judica Cordiglia brothers were making it up? First off, what is it again? Can you just say that one more time? The brothers? Yes. Judica Dash Cordiglia brothers. I want a soundbite of that from someone. Judica Cordiglia. And this is an ASMR podcast now. No, it is not. Actually, it is not. Someone get me some lima beans. <laughs> a bowl of rice. No. And a Tibetan. What are those, those bowls that they... Oh, what they kind of scratch the sides with? <laughs> yeah. I fell asleep to those before. They're actually helpful. <laughs> Don't oh. shoot them down. Thank you to everyone who does ASMR. You <laughs> make everyone's life fall better. Sometimes. Helps Emir fall asleep. Don't. All right, just go back to the other one. Just go back to the A. It makes me more comfortable. But, Amir? Yeah. It's so, like e, it's like, anyways, continue. It's not important. Yeah, no. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to give this one a big no, a big fake news, a big okay. zero. Yeah, um... Not only do the names not sound real. You don't like Judica. They were real people. Are they that really? That part is confirmed. They were actually real people. How many people have terrible names? I mean, no offense to them. They so might these are think Russian great. names, I assume. Well, they need to get their name system changed there. <laughs> they have, I, I, I read, I was reading this Russian novel, and they do have really crazy names. And I'm like, who? how are you able to, I guess Russians are able to pronounce it because that's their language. But I was like, these are wild. There's a lot of O's and V's and R's. You know, that's just our, you know... Us Americans being terrible people. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Makarov from Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> really? Just want to shout him out. No yeah. reason behind that. Okay. So on you, to the next one. What'd you one. give that one a zero? A zero. So you gave that one a zero, but you gave the Robert Heinlein a one? Yes. Okay, just to confirm. Yep. Uh, so let's move on to another piece of, info, of evidence, alleged evidence. Dun, 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 and that dun. is, going back to what I mentioned earlier, in the beginning is this Vladimir Ilyushin character, who is the alleged real first man in space, reaching it five days before Yuri Gagarin uh, on April 7th, 1961. Um, and this is, the story is that there was a failure aboard his spacecraft, which caused the capsule to descend earlier than they anticipated, which led to it landing in China. He was held here for about a year before being released back to the Soviet Union. That's the story. Um... Also, I believe Vladimir Ilyushin is a real person. So that if that's not a fabrication, the fabrication would be the story and what happened. Um, but yeah, he was held there for a year in China for a year before being released back to the Soviet Union. Um, knowing that, do you think this is just this is not enough information to go anything off of? I mean, it's good to know he was a real person. I want to know why everyone somehow ends up in China. Well, it's because it came down and, you know, the earth rotates, so they just ended, ended in the wrong spot. I wonder if he ran to Amelia Earhart while he was there. That was Japan. Oh. That's Tokyo Rose. Come on. <laughs> oh, wow. But listen, it's actually interesting that you mentioned oh. that because it says that it's unlikely that this would happen because uh, it's unlikely this would happen that China would collaborate with the Soviet Union in a cover-up of this failure um, because they had a tense relationship at the time. The pr- and the propaganda value of having Vladimir Ilyushin... And his failed flight would be astronomical, similar to when we talked about Amelia Earhart, how her being a Japanese um, propaganda radio host would be astronomical value to them, especially during World War II. Shout out to Tiger Rose. Tokyo Rose. Tokyo Rose. Come on. Well, yeah. You're mixing up Tokyo Rose and Tiger, run by Rick Gillespie. 
I just listened to that episode to understand that. It's a good episode. It's a great episode. I'm not, this isn't a plug, but it's a plug. Listen to it, please. <laughs> so, uh, but going off of that, going or going on, Ilyushin was reportedly a skilled test pilot in actuality, but he was only a test pilot. Um, and that, so there's that, but the big piece, or most um, sort of legitimizing piece potentially, is that Nikita Khrushchev, if you know who that is, he is the former leader of the Soviet Union. His son, Sergei, later confirmed that that um, Vladimir Ilyushin's flight and his descent into China and all that stuff in a documentary in 1999 called The Cosmonaut Cover-Up. Sergei's close to this or, or close to some big people in, Ru- in Russia, Soviet Union. First off, shout out to Sergei before I ask. Was Sergey asking for money around this time, or was he like really like this happened? I don't know. They asked. Here's the thing: it says they interviewed him in English, so I was like, maybe there was something lost in translation. But I, I, I don't know. I haven't watched the documentary. I don't know how to find it. Me neither. But okay, I'm gonna. I don't know. Like, I feel like why would you throw your dad under the bus? Like, that's kind of messed up. He's well, he trying didn't to throw his dad under the bus. He just said that. Oh, this actually happened. But it, it kind of would be throwing him under the bus. He's trying to keep it low-key. Well, this was in 1999. I don't think anybody cares about who made it to space at that point anymore. Because Russia already won, technically. No, they didn't. Well, they got a man into space first. Oh, they got a man to space. They didn't win the moon The moon race. Yeah. Which, we did. But America. America. Greatest place on a, in the world. On the, on the, <laughs> on the planet. On the, on the planet. Okay. But, uh... Yeah, no, I'm going to say if he's going to, if his son is going to give it the okay, which he was probably a kid when this was happening. Which also, when did the Soviet Union fall? The 80s? Google. I think it was the 80s. Sponsor me. Soviet Union. Soviet Union. While he searches that. Year fell. I'm going to talk about some smooth sounds to. 1991. All right. So this was eight years before. And I actually read that when the Soviet Union was dissolved or whatever. That a lot of these documents then came out and were like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Released? They were released and they were like uncensored and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. they do with American CIA documents and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, after like 20 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe he then was like, oh, I can say this because it's... It's out there. Yeah. All right. All right. And also I'll- at that point, it doesn't matter who was the first person to make this space because it was Russian regardless. Well, it matters to... All the people that were still alive by that point, but I'll give this one a four because okay. even though he was a kid, probably when this happened, so See, how would he even know? But I'll give it a four. You're saying that that Vladimir Ilyushin is so far the most likely thing is that he was the first one to make it into space. Well, like I said, there was clearly going to be a test before you go yeah. into space. But he went into space, so he probably made it to space and then it went left. Yeah, okay. Like sometimes stuff goes left. So they wanted to go out with the... I'm going with the good story with the... This other guy made it, and he made it back fine, and everything's okay. I'm not going to do a whole... About him landing in China? I don't know. But mm-hmm. as far as a person probably going into space before him, I'm going to say yes, because it just makes sense okay. to send a test person out. And probably, like, the other guy probably looks better. Let's, give, let's just put it like that. He probably looks better. He's probably a classy guy. That's the one you want to make a movie about. 
And you want to make Gagarin. a movie? Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of talks about how he was like the triumph of the Soviet yeah. Union. And you don't want a 27-year-old guy, first man in space, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, imagine like movie pitch time. Imagine if... So it's be a recurring segment? Yes, my recurring segment of me pitching a movie. Anyone could take this movie, by the way. I don't care. Open rights? I just want to see it, yeah. So imagine if you do a movie about the first guy to get up there, and imagine it ends with him landing in China, and then how good is that compared to a person? I'm going to finish that movie pitch, by the way. Okay, I thought that maybe that was it. And I was no, like, wow. I'm going to finish Steven it, but Spielberg, I'm going I'm I'm to get to my point first. Uh, then imagine him landing in China. That's not going to be a good ending, as opposed to him landing back, celebrating, picking up the dog, and... Going out on the night mm-hmm. in the town and everything. That's the, you know, Russia, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the better story. Movie pitch time, though. Okay. This might be crazy. Wait, does China have ninjas? No. I think that's your Well, let's just pretend they have ninjas for know. this I moment. I don't No, you can go. I don't, well, now you, threw, you threw the R word out there. <laughs> now I don't want to say it. All what right, movie pitch. had... Ninjas. He lands inside of China and he fights through Japan. God, all right. So let's just say he lands in Japan. What did China have? They had he, something, didn't they? I don't know. All I'm right, whatever they what had, whatever they had. No, let's just say Japan. He lands in Japan, right? Okay, we're changing it a little bit. He meets up with Amelia Earhart. Okay. They fight their way out of Japan. Amelia Earhart's it's probably fifty years old at this point. She's like. She's like, all right, she's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. 60, maybe. And Terminator. She's how like, she came she's back like, to the past, the past, yeah. the past. And she was like, come on, we're getting you out of here. She's Harrison Ford and in, in, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yep. She, but way too she old was to be old. there. Yeah, and she and she gets him out of there and gets, and they, they like go through a whole bunch of like ninjas. And then they finally <laughs> okay. get back to America and Russia. But then they discover that. What's the I, I lost my ending. I'm not even gonna lie. I was gonna say they discovered that it's secretly still the Cold War. Okay, but that's you, a they come back one. and it's not the Cold War anymore. What if Soviet the, Union has been dissolved? Oh, what if? All right, it's, all right, it's, all right. It's 2020. Side movie pitch: They get back. And then they realize that Russia's been taken over by America. Whoa. Yuri's crushed. I think it's he's Yuri. The other guy's crushed. He's like, no. The other guy? Vladimir yeah. Ilyushin? Vlad, he's, Vlad, he's, he's crushed. He's crying. Amelia looks down at him, and she says, America. <laughs> okay. And then kills him. Oh, dang. The movie. That's yep, and that's how she ends the movie. And she walks back, and we, and it turns out, he was actually an alien. Hey, when you're a famous uh, movie pitcher in a few years, will you remember me? No, wow, that's just I'm actually not. I'm gonna run by you, find you in your box somewhere, and throw <laughs> a box with my Mr. Monopoly monocle. Oh, okay. oh, he doesn't wear a monocle. Actually, just found that out recently. Yeah, uh, Mr. We talked about that in the and yeah, in the I forgot about it. The thing, the Mandela yeah. Effect episode. Mr. Uh, whoever does the peanut butter thing. I'm gonna take my, <laughs> I'm gonna take my money and I'm gonna throw my cash at you in your face and say, "Here, broke boy, take this monocle." Here, broke boy, <laughs> take this monocle, and then Who's... I'm gonna leave off on you in my expensive new Russian ride. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut, shout out to him. 
Sponsor me, Mr. Peanut. I heard he's a little bit Let me nitty. stop asking for sponsors. They're not going to listen. I'm a useless <laughs> shell. Anyways, so we have one more piece of evidence. One more piece. Which is the moonshot. One piece of alleged evidence, which is the moonshot theory. Um, so as we know, the Soviets lost the race to the moon, but they allegedly attempted to beat the United States by launching a manned craft in 1969 using the previously unsuccessful N1 rocket. This led to an explosion on the launch pad, killing every cosmonaut aboard. Uh, reports say that the craft, the Soyuz 7K L3, was not fit for manned missions and had never successfully been tested. Um, this claim goes along with the hoax about an unsuccessful moonshot flight by Andre McCoyan. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you say about that? There's one more piece of information, but I want to know what you think about that first. So they tried. They- so basically, I think it was a desperate attempt they're like oh no the united states are really close let's just do something just suit a guy up there and hope for it yeah, send him to the moon yeah just send him up there they already did they and sent matt damon dangerously up there. close to nixon i know <laughs> i thought about that they sent matt damon already uh oh movie pitch what if at the end of the martian turns out it was the 60s but it was the future 60s and we wow, just didn't know the whole out. time you can't wow. tell me anything about this theory instead of any other movie Movie pitch. Okay, he makes it to the moon. He doesn't make it. He, he they doesn't all, make. They all die on the launch pad. Okay, in I'm the gonna, explosion. I'll give. Oh, I don't know about the death part. I'll go four. Okay. I guarantee, because they probably, you know, they probably had people here. They probably had people low key underground here, and they mm-hmm. probably got the news back to the old Kremlin. It's not called the Kremlin. It's called the Kremlin now, but the, but they got it back to the old Russia. The USSR. <laughs> okay. And he was like, dude, let's hurry up and get people there now. And he hit the red button. And that's that launches it. And he, it launched people. They're like, oh, that was the nuke button. Whoops. <laughs> that was the no, big red phone not. for the Powerpuff Girls. It, I wish, dude. <laughs> oh, God. I love that show. Here's one more piece of information about this is that um, it was reported that this launch was unmanned in actuality. So if there were any cosmonauts on board, they would have been rescued using the launch escape system. All right, so, so apparently this was happened regardless, this explosion on the launch pad. It's just about whether there was men on board that died or not, or women too, I guess. They had a lot of women they talked about um, being cosmonauts, which I thought was pretty interesting. Shout out to Russia for that being so... Uh... Which I was like... That's interesting. That's yay equality and all that. But I was like, what if it's because they weren't sure if they were going to live? And you it was, just made it so worse. It was at one moment, it went from being equality to you just ruining that. <laughs> I, just, I thought about it. I was just about to give Russia the shot on and everything. You took that away from me. But uh, sponsor me, Russia. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't want that. But uh, no, yeah, no. I, I guarantee they did the last ditch, like go bam, like mm-hmm. send somebody out there. It probably did not work out. Mm-hmm. Because, well, clearly it didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, as I seen, as seeing the movie Hidden Figures, it didn't work out. <laughs> okay, so then overall, how likely do you think it is that Russia had all these secret attempts to get into space and make it to the moon that they never publicized because they didn't want the bad press? I am going to give this, for the first time ever, a four out of five tinfoil hats. So pretty likely that they I, have some secret stuff? Pretty likely they did try to send people out into space. Because if it was me, I would have been sending people out to space every single week. You're like, just maybe this time. Yeah, maybe this might be the one. 
this might be. I would have sent so many cats up there because I like dogs. So if I mean, if the cat, I mean, if the, you know, if it went down, then I mean, it's just a cat. They have nine lives. They probably survive it. Here's my other theory. Oh, okay. you have a theory. This is my theory. Oh, they send send someone up, and they bring someone else back. An alien. He's super smart, allegedly. Putin. <laughs> <laughs> they they let they they nurture him. They raise him, and then they're like, "Here, you you can be president now." Have you seen that video of him <laughs> with the dog? He doesn't know how to interact with it. Mm. It seems a little bit off to me. Mm. Sponsor me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Just kidding. That's not a real theory. I'm going to give it a four out of five, though, because I guarantee. <laughs> what? Wait, with the whole thing? Like, not your okay, part. Okay, I was going to say. What? No, I'm going to give a four out of five to the idea of them sending, doing secret, okay. top secret yeah, missions of sending someone up there. I'm going to say I want to give it a hundred percent, but I don't want to sound like a noob and say yeah. five out of five yeah. IGN. But I'm going to give it a four out of five because I've, like I said, if it was me, I'm sending people up there every single week. Like I'm just trying to get there. Mm-hmm. You got it's a race. Yeah, you got to. It's not a marathon. It's a race. You got to beat the other country, and you got to cut corners sometimes. And yeah, if somebody died, someone died. I would agree. I think that. It is true that a lot of this evidence is regarded as inconclusive, so you don't want to make 100% this actually happened. But I'd say it definitely seems like something that would be more likely than not to be true. Yeah. Not going to make any 100% judgments, but it definitely seems like it is a race. Why would you not? Yeah. You're not just going to give up. You're not going to. Every attempt isn't going to be perfect either. And I guarantee they knew like several times. At this point, why not just come out with it? It's been 30, 40 years. Because you got to keep it, you got to play it close. You gotta play it close. It's been like 40, 50 years, but but like I guarantee they knew. Like I know they probably knew what America was doing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they're like, boom, we gotta keep. America probably knew what they were doing. So they're probably like, hey, we gotta get these guys out here. Like we gotta send as many people as we can so we can get that first one, which they ended up doing. Mm-hmm. And then we directed the film called Moon Landing. And we won the race. Oh, okay. I was really lost, really lost for a second. But that's a tale for another time. All right. Do you have anything else to say about this? Any final thoughts? Uh, or those were your final thoughts? Yeah. My final thoughts basically are this probably happened the way that those specific theories were thrown at me. Probably, except for one of them, were terrible. <laughs> so Gosh, I'm, I wouldn't know which one. Oh, yeah. A good one. <laughs> So four out of five, yeah, it probably happened. Sponsor me, Russia, but it probably happened. Okay, yeah, so then just to close it up, close up the show, you're listening to this somehow, but if you want to listen another way, um, the podcast comes out on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash cm hyphen life on iTunes under Central Michigan Life Podcast on cmlife.com at... uh, our CMLife website, cm-life.com, slash multimedia, slash audio. Um, we post the episodes on our Twitter as well, which is at thepodcast51. We also put a lot of um, extra stuff out there for the a lot of our sources and that kind of thing, our relevant imagery or images and stuff like that. Um, we posted a photo of the coconut crabs um, for Amelia Earhart episode, um, a lot of the songs and stuff like that that we had for the... Um, uh, dogman episodes so we post a lot of extra content there as well so definitely check that out and then also if you something you want to hear us talk about um, or any comments you have on our episodes you can tweet us there at those as well where we will be glad to hear what you have to say um 
And yeah, just a reminder that we are now weekly every single Friday um, on all of our, our episode, a new episode comes out every Friday. Um, and then next week is going to be a part one. I don't think it's probably going to be a uh, um, series that we're going to do back-to-back weeks, but here and there. Um, it's going to be part one of our music conspiracy theories featuring the legendary theory, um, Paul is dead. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening. Amir, do you have something to say? Um, I have to say... Stay curious, stay spooky, and stay awesome. All right, see you guys.